When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, welcome to another episode of the Kick and Cover podcast. Um, today we have Coach Christopher Simpson with us today. Uh, he is the head football coach at Trinity Christian School in West Virginia. Uh, coach, how are you doing? I'm doing well. How are you, Coach? I'm doing pretty good. I can't complain. Um, coach is going to kind of talk two-man deep punt return today, but before we get there, for, for coaches who don't know you or haven't had a chance to talk to you, uh, how did you end up at Trinity Christian School? Yeah, I ended up there after a journey through some semi-pro work. Uh, I had a really great opportunity. One of my neighbors, uh, Coach Law, took over the program when it first started last year in its infancy, and uh, he needed some help with the kickers, and so he reached out, and uh, we built a really good relationship, uh, started a good program. I, I felt a calling to be at a Christian school, and uh, it, it all worked out in the end. Uh, there were some changes. Uh, some, some guys felt uh, led to go in other directions, and the school asked me to step in as head coach in waiting while, while they did the uh, interview process. And I was blessed enough to be able to, to obtain the head job. So that, that's what got me here. That's awesome, Coach. I mean, we, we talked before, came on, I spent a year at uh, Fairfield Christian Academy. We kind of talked about some deal with the numbers and how, how to deal with roster sizes at small school ball. So it's always a challenge. And kind of like you said, I mean, you got what, like a fourth year school out, like something like that, right? Yeah, so at Trinity Christian, there, there's there's roughly 70 kids total in the high school, and we've got 21 on roster for football. I mean, that's so, th- that's doing a pretty good job of getting your hallways recruited, Coach. That's phenomenal, and there's still more that I want. So if, if they're paying attention, I need you on the football field. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's good, Coach. Um, so kind of let, let's let's dive headfirst into this and um, two man deep punt return. I, I mean, I kind of put a calling out because I'm kind of interested in a little bit. More, learn a little bit more about it i i'd seen it once this um season uh maybe twice and on film but once in person um so if you, if you want mind kind of just dumb ahead first into it and then i'll kind of just ask questions as we go absolutely so i'll start off with a good brief introduction as to why i think a two-man works uh, extremely well and and the honest answer is it takes a lot of the the oopsies and the fundamentals of the game out of out of out of their their hands that it gives you a fallback and a safety net as a coach. So you don't have to worry as much as long as you have those two returners coached up well. They learn how to trust each other. They learn how to read for each other and they learn how to block for each other and they're selfless. Then then they take a lot of the potential worries about a good punt return. They take them out of your hands and, and you realize what they have going on. Uh, so as you can see that first page, folks, uh, I am Coach Christopher Simpson with Trinity Christian School out of West Virginia. Uh, there's my contact information. If you ever have any questions, and Coach Bantra, he, he can let you know as well. We've had some really great coaches over the years that will always have their doors open for us, and we want to have our doors open as well. So if there's 
any questions that you may have about any aspect that you hear or see today, please feel free to get a hold of me. That's no problem. Um, a little bit about myself real quick before we jump into this. I'm a graduate of Penn State Mining Engineering, so uh, I love what I do. I'm not a traditional coach uh, because, because I'm not at the school full time uh, and, and I'm not a teacher. Uh, God bless the teachers. Uh, I don't know how you guys are handling right now through the COVID situation, but I'm very grateful for what you're doing for my kids and for my athletes as well. Uh, it is my second year starting coming up. Uh, we took a program from its infancy that went two and eight. We went four and three this last year. Honestly, we should have gone five and two, but uh, we're a young team, so we're, we're growing. And my background, essentially, I, I'm a place kicker and a punter. So I've been a journeyman on several semi-pro teams. I had a cup of coffee for a while in arena. Uh, worked my way through coaching in semi-pro as a head coach, as a coordinator for special teams and for offense. So I made my way around, but, I, but I've really enjoyed getting back to high school where I can work more on fundamentals and, and work those aspects. So to get started, I want to talk about the basic rules for my punt return. And the basic rules uh, for me, number one, is keeping it simple. Uh, never get into a place where you're trying to challenge your kids with, with too much. Uh, you don't have to pretend that you are a, a, the Nick Saban and, and Bill Belichick's godchild and, and try to overthink yourself through your system. So keep it simple. Uh, we try to kiss everything. Keep it simple, stupid for every philosophy. Uh, what you have to do uh, for a good punt return is go back and look and see what your defensive coordinator is putting in and try to make it work along those grounds. So whether you drop one player or two players, just stick to the base, stick to 90% of what your defensive coordinator is already putting in, and it'll make a big difference. So for us at my school, we run a 4-2-5. I, I love the 4-2-5. It's like a 4-4 on steroids with coverage packages and, and great solutions. But my favorite punt return is a 4-3, which is fine because we drop our strong safety back into that R2 position, which I'll show you here later. Uh, R1 is already my free safety, so I, I'm able to get that look without any issue, and that saves us time as well whenever I'm teaching guys how to work their way through uh, coverage packages in case they run a fake. And, I, and running this package, I can still get outside containment and still control gaps as well if they, if they run the fakes. So remember to stick true to your defensive fundamentals and, and keep the punting team true. You know, we talked about, you know, I've got 21 guys on roster. Guess what's happening? I've got a lot of guys that are learning my entire defense, my entire offense, and all of my special teams. So anytime that you can break down the fundamentals and do double learning, do it and make the most because these kids have a lot on their mind when they're trying to play football. The next thing is, is make exchanges of personnel to add speed where appropriate. And I'm sure that's, that's a topic for another time about getting your defensive linemen off the field and, and not being afraid to get some linebackers into the game. Uh, and, and we can go into that any other day you want. Um, and have an existing coverage package tied in with this that if they do run the fake, your kids already understand the ground roots of it. So you're not out there trying to reinvent the wheel every single time you run into someone. And finally, if you go with two returners, they have to be selfless and they have to be team-oriented guys. And when I explain this to you here later, when you, when you see it on the chalkboard a little bit, these guys, just by the basic rules of their responsibilities, they protect each other, they cover for each other, they read for each other. And, and that's the beauty of the two-man return system. So they, they really, they have to be selfless. Uh, one of them is probably gonna get more touches than the other, but 
it doesn't play that way. They have to be the great teammate in all of this. So, so why the two-man look? Why the two-man return? Well, it makes everything really simple for you as a head coach or for a special teams coordinator because it takes a lot of the initial worries out. I, I think we've all been on the sidelines before uh, when your defense really stood, stood strong and, and you just want to get a really good punt return and set your offense up in the right place. And we've all had kids who have accidentally dropped balls and, and lost fumbles and, and we, we hand off and we give – we give uh, an offense a free 30 or 40 yard pass play essentially. And uh, we punish our defense that way. So this system really takes care of some of that worry. Okay. Uh, th the first reason why I use it is because it gives me an immediate first blocker. So R2, when you see in this system, he runs back, if the kick is deep, he'll run back and he becomes that automatic first blocker. Uh, the second thing, it gives me a player responsible for the potential fumbles. So as R2 goes back and watches the ball into the hands, if that ball gets loose, then I have two guys in that area, one guy V-lining automatically towards trying to get that fumble because I'd at least rather get possession at that point and stay in control of the game. Uh, number three, it gives eyes for your returner. So your returner, if you've got a young kid that, that can't feel pressure, uh, he's really good at returning the ball, but can't read when it's time to call a fair catch or, or read whenever he's got pressure on him, that other player can say, hey, man, you got to take a fair catch, fair catch, fair catch, or hey, let's go. It's time to rock. Uh, so you can take some of the thinking out with using the other guy as well. Um, the fourth reason is it gives me better field responsibility when I face uh, different types of punters. So you've probably seen this, Coach. Uh, you'll get some punters that you face that look like D2 or D1 talent that bomb at 45 yards down the field every time. They're good, clean kicks. And then the next week, you're going to face that kicker that averages 20 yards flat, and you don't want to go through changing your systems all the time. So it gives you the possibility and the potential uh, to really keep the same punting scheme or the punt return scheme without changing every single week uh, to fit the punter. And finally, it gives me better zone protection, honestly, if they do run the fake. And uh, we'll get into that here on the diagrams here in a moment because coverage packages, when you can automatically go to a coverage package that these kids already understand, they already practice, they already play. Again, it's keeping it simple. It's just taking one element out. So <laughs> here we are. And I told you, I like to run out of the four three. Uh, some of the changes that I make is I, I'll shade my ends at an outside six and I'll take that pressure off of the long snapper because we, we have an issue in this area where as soon as they get touched, they throw a flag uh, because they stand protected. So I'll make changes on the inside there. I go to that three core and make sure that you guys can see that between my Mike linebacker and my R1, R2 will set in that area in between. So what will happen then if you get a good long punt to R1, R2 responsibility is to go back and, and we'll go over this a little bit more in detail, ensure that it's caught, and then he becomes the automatic lead blocker. So that's a lot of the beauty of this system. Uh, it, it just it doesn't change itself, and it already fits into the defensive scheme that you're playing. Now, I told you that I run a 4-2-5, and it's easy for me to get to a 4-3 because I push my strong safety, becomes my R2, and then my free safety is my R1. And that's because I'm limited on kids, but that's also because those are my two most talented kids when it comes to return the ball. So it, it's really easy for my linebackers to adjust, uh, come out into a three-man look in, in, the, uh, in the middle of the field, and then be able to throw those guys back. 
So that works best for us. And in, in, the, in the safe formation, uh, what you'll notice up front initially is that I always send those four guys on the line. I do it to keep all the guys on the inside honest. Uh, I want them to, to always take that step back. And if I'm playing safe, even with all three of my linebackers, I tell them that their first step or two steps are always forward like they're going to blitz. Because I want anybody else that might be trying to get out of the backfield in this package, I want them to be able to take a step back, hesitate, and think. And that buys us three or four seconds worth of timing before they take off down the field. Now, you'll notice I went through and I put some of the zone protections in this as well. And I did this because... Once again, the responsibilities, if, if they do run it fake, running this two-man deep responsibility on a return, set yourself up really well. And I run Mike, he takes four or five steps back. It looks like a traditional Tampa coverage package, but you're able to cover everything really quickly and really efficiently. So that, that's one beautiful thing about this system. If you're gonna run a punt block out of this system as well, uh, you see what I'm doing down the front. It, it's it's not magic. I'm trying to get outside leverage. Uh, I've got one-on-one -on -one coverage then with my corners uh, if they're facing gunners. But what we do, and when you have that extra guy back like an R2 or the second returner, is you're giving yourself a numbers game edge. So if, if, if I'm able to, to completely shoot the box on them and nobody else releases, then they only have two gunners coming downfield. I've got three three blockers. So I like that game. Uh, it's a chess match, but it's a chess match. I think we're going to win every single time. <clears throat> so getting into this, uh, what are their responsibilities and, and how do they understand what they're responsible for, for that two-man deep return? Uh, you know, they should always know, uh, always know that the, the two-man deep on your punt return should also be your deep returners on your kickoff. Again, keep it simple. Keep continuity. Keep these guys working together every single day. Uh, I always do punting drills in the beginning of practice. Where I get my long snappers in, and I've got two sets of returners, and those guys are communicating with each other. We work on pooch kicks. We work on long punts. And those guys always have to work with each other. And I've got my special teams coordinator back there making sure that they communicate and talk to each other the right way so that in game time, it's second nature. Uh, that makes it easy. Um, we said earlier, you need two guys that are completely selfless and just completely team oriented. They, they don't care about their own numbers. They're willing to take the block. They're willing to make the right reads. They're willing to rely on each other 110%. And, uh, that's something that 20 years ago when I was playing, uh, we, we did without even thinking, right? Like you just, you throw your body out and you protect your brother. And, and, and nowadays it's a little harder to find those kids. They're really hidden gems and it's really important. Um, and like we said, they, they must be willing to sacrifice themselves. They protect their brother. So they protect that deep returner, R2 does. They get fast and clear and clean advice and they're their eyes whenever they need help. And as, as I said, they should be your best teamwork and athletic players on the field uh, without any doubt. And, and that comes down to one simple thing. If, if you give 110% commitment to this, you're going to get a great special team unit out of this. So some of the responsibilities of those deep guys, and, and here are the general rules for it. Number one, I always expect my returners to know what the average depth is on the punts and on the kicks whenever they're watching film. So when we come in, we're watching film through the weekend as coaches. When I come in and do my film session on Monday morning, not Monday morning, but Monday afternoon before we go out into the field, I expect them to know exactly what I know. So 
if they know the punter usually kicks 32 yards or 40 yards or 15 yards, I want them to know that. Uh, I also want them to know what the other kickers are doing. Uh, that this takes one extra thought process out of the game. And, and that makes them more efficient and more effective because then they're being responsible for where they're at on the field. Now, Coach? Yes. On that, do you send them, like, uh, cut-ups of, like, just the punts and kickoffs? Or or do you just have them just go in there and look and find them on their own? So we, we, uh, we use huddle, of course, like every other school does. And then we, we go ahead and pay for them to break it down. And because my school's so small and so many of my guys are playing multiple positions and multiple sides, we just send the whole film to them and let them digest everything. And then they can take care of their offensive, their defensive, and their special teams responsibilities. Okay. Uh, when I coached at the semi-pro level, I would break it down for them because, you know, my returners were usually like second and third string wide receivers. They didn't play defense. So... That, that's how we would play it. It, it really depends on your system. I, I think it can work really well if, if you've got the time and the capabilities to break it down. We just, being such a small school, we really have okay. to, to make the most of everything. So uh, your returners also have to understand the tendencies of, of uh, who's kicking the ball to you. So whether or not they, they keep their lane responsibilities well, whether they break down, whether they bunch up, just have a really good understanding and understand where the open lanes are going to be on that system. Okay. Oops. And when it's kicked away, you know, they become, they become the other guy's eyes. So as you'll see here in a little bit, if the ball's kicked short and it's going to go to R2, R1 has to run up and he becomes the eyes for R2. So like I said, these guys take care of each other at all times. They become the lead blocker. They take the pressure off of the other, of the guy returning the ball. And when it's kicked away, you know, they, they have to be there at all times to, to, for good ball security. And, and to me, that's that's the greatest deal with this. Number one, you get a great block, but number two, you ensure ball security. You ensure that you reward your defense by getting the ball back into your offense's hands. And, uh, you know, when the ball is kicked away from them, like I said, they become the lead blocker. So that, that's pretty important. So you get in the, the, the responsibility if the kick goes deep and it's definitely going to go to your deep returner, then, then here are the basic rules for that system. Uh, if R1, his job, then it, it's really simple. It's catch and return the ball and follow your lead blocker. It, it's that simple. You, you really take the edge off of it for that kid. Uh, R2, uh, the guy that, that split in the difference, your second returner, they're back for support. They communicate with R1 so they know the pressure. They watch for the guard against the potential fumble and they become that lead blocker. So what you're doing is, is then you're, you're splitting the responsibility. So in a one returner system, you're placing all of this thought process on one kid or on one returner. In the two man system, you're, you're sharing the load. So the kid catching the ball and trying to return the ball doesn't have to think about everything else. Somebody's doing that work for them. So, so that's the beauty of that. And then, and, and likewise, and it's exactly opposite on your shorter kicks. So R1, if it's going to go to R2, he has to run up for support. He has to let R2 know what the pressure is immediately. He's got to watch for the potential fumble. And then he becomes the lead blocker in that system if it's coming that way. And again, just like R1's responsibility on the deep, uh, R2's responsibility on the shorter kick is just catch and return the ball. So again, you're splitting the responsibilities for those guys. And that's what really makes this system great uh, in general. Uh, and like I said, anytime you can kiss it, keep it simple, stupid, be efficient and be effective 
you're going to have uh, really good winning opportunities on special teams and especially with your punt return. So one question in, in the question that comes up on a regular basis is, will this work against the shield punt? Now, this this is a new formation uh, where, where a lot of guys are playing deeper without having the outside gunners. Then they, they have their shield wall on the inside. And as you can see, the system, the system really takes care of itself. So you don't have to worry from week to week about what kind of punt formation is going to come at you. Uh, the basic rules stay the same. The coverages stay the same. Uh, so you're keeping it simple every single week on your punt return. So it builds good continuity. And when you, when you don't make a bunch of changes, if you have to substitute players in, they automatically know the responsibilities without overthinking the situation, uh, which is a win on the field because we've all had those kids. We've tried to get into games late or, or we get that injury that we don't want. We have to throw an underclassman in and you look at them and, and their eyes get huge and they, they're trying to process the moment. So any, anything that we can do as a coaching staff to try to make it easier on them throughout the week and easier to walk into a game and understand where they're being, that's where the victory is in this two-man system. So for a basic review, remember that it's easily installed and you can really run it on any system that you're currently using. Uh, get with your defensive coordinator, understand what your defense is and understand how to put the bits and pieces together to make it more simple for your kids because they understand the same responsibilities and you have to make it a priority. So you have to practice these two kids together all the time. Uh, it's really good. Uh, it's my personal belief that punting is the most important aspect of the game because it's it's the ultimate chess match. So anytime you can gain an advantage on that, uh, we do it usually at the beginning part of practice. I want my long snapper working with my punters and, I, and I've got two units, as I told you earlier, that I, that I feel comfortable throwing back at any time. And those guys have to communicate. They work together as a team and and if you do this, we, we, we practice punting and punt return every single day. I think it's that important because I don't want silly turnovers down the run. And, and it will pay itself off. Uh, don't be afraid to find your two best returners and put them in there, nurture them, work with them. If you've got to work extra time on film to understand how the read works or how they had to communicate, but put the time into the system. And, and, and finally, just my little final stick. Remember that in special teams, it's all about speed. It's about strength. It's about athleticism. It's about IQ and it's everything, if you remember that. So that, that's my spill coach. And uh, there's my information again, if you guys need it. And please feel free to reach out if you have any questions or comments uh, on, in, on anything. I, I don't mind to help whatsoever. Now, now, Coach, I do have a couple questions there. Kind of, I was kind of just letting you go with it. Um, uh, God, I just, I just lost my mind. Um, but you can go and leave your screen share, Coach. Just from a setup standpoint, be easiest. Okay. Um, and, and like I said, you can put it on whatever slide you want while we have this okay. conversation. I mean, usually probably the contact information or this will work. Now I, I do. My first question is about like the the, the shield punt stuff. Um, if you get like a rugby punt, you're seeing a rugby punt team. Are you going to like bump into your personnel uh, to kind of even up numbers a little bit, or are you kind of just how, how do you, how are you dealing with rugby? Are you are you probably going to send that backer off the edge to kind of force the kick as they're moving? Yeah. So, yeah, so what we'll do, we'll shade to the side to where he rugby's. So, so instead of taking, if, if we have traditional gap responsibilities, if, if it's a straight punt, if they run the rugby punt, I will shade one full step in the direction of where they normally run, and then we shoot those gaps as well. 
Uh, so that'll take, if, if you're looking here on this screen on, on my front line, then we will shoot everybody over one area and then I'll force that end, just like I'm trying to get outside containment on the run, right? Yeah. I, I'll shoot that end and that outside linebacker, then they come and that's the pressure then that I want off of it. And then I've still got good backside control with my other linebackers as needed if it goes the other direction. So we just move one position over, shoot the gaps, and then I let the end and that outside linebacker take take control of that rugby butt. Now you mentioned uh, subbing there, and, ob and obviously, I mean, we both coach small, have coached small school ball. I mean, I, you can sub, you ideally sub, want to sub more than you actually can, but are you trying, you kind of mentioned there, you're trying to replace your D-line guys with more, at least your, especially your interior guys with more linebacker, DB type kids, is that correct? Absolutely. Um, I want that speed. I want that, that ability to be able to, uh, to give my bigger guys time off. Uh, that's not always a reality because of my size of our numbers and what we're playing with. But any time that you can get fresh bodies and it's going to make a difference uh, in the speed aspect of the game. And number two, if you're at a larger school, it's a great opportunity. If you're blessed to have eight or 10 guys in your stable of linebackers, it's a great opportunity to get linebackers in there and get them some contact, uh, teach them, get them some on-field experience. Uh, it also creates a mismatch against the other team's line because a lot of times they won't replace their line. Uh, you'll be running against the same guard tackle uh, and, and center will a lot of times be that long snapper. They're already worn out. They're used to a bigger guy that's going to come hit them. And now you're throwing a faster, quicker, smaller linebacker in there to really get some penetration. So uh, to me, anytime you can do that, you're building for your future, but you're also working that speed mismatch, which is important. Yeah. Um, and then kind of my, my next question is when you – now obviously it's a little difficult with COVID right now and restrictions and all that lovely stuff. Um but when you're installing this, do you do you start in the classroom with like film and the PowerPoint first and then go on the field? Do you do it on the field first? What is your process for teaching it to your kids? So the easiest way is I let I let the defense go through their their initial setup. Uh, so so we go through it and we do the install for the four two five. OK, and we work a couple of days on that. And then uh, when I'm ready to throw this in, I put them on the field and I show them the two the two changes, you know, I want them to understand how simple it is to go from our traditional defense over to the punt return without getting crazy or overthinking the situation. So for me, anytime I can do it on field and show the simplicity of it, and uh, you know, for, for us, it's simple. So our strong side will come back, he becomes R2, the free safety jumps back, and then the linebacker, Mike, this comes true, and uh, our other linebacker comes out to the will back at that responsibility. It's that simple of a change for us. And I want them to view it and to see it because I, I, I've coached against a lot of teams. And I've seen them anytime they go to the punt, they feel like they nobody knows what to do and nobody knows where to be. And everybody's freaking out on the sidelines and trying to get guys in the right position. So I find it easier to go from on field after the defensive install is done, show them the simplicity of it, and then go to the board. And then you can start talking about your coverage responsibilities. and. And I usually find that there's an aha moment in that because then they realize that it's the same responsibilities that they have for defense already, just with one or two small changes. Okay. And then kind of my last question is how, especially with like those, the corners, how much do you work on funneling, actual, the actual funneling aspect of, for, in practice in terms of drill work? 
so so we'll do this we, we've got a couple jam uh a couple jam work sessions that we we do with those guys of trying to funnel out those gunners uh and it, it's all about getting that inside edge and getting them wide for us and and we do this as well uh with with some screen work so we try to tie it in a little bit on the offensive side as well so we'll line up because of course we're smaller schools so guess what a lot of our wide receivers are also our corners you know it's no surprise um so getting used to those guys being about five yards off closing down the middle forcing them to go wide uh it's just something we work on a regular basis and and we also work it because offensively we run the air raid and i want to teach my guys how to get that inside leverage and get to the open grass so we're able to do again two lessons uh, just with one quick study on that. Awesome, Coach. And I, I think that's about all I got for you. Um, coaches, um, coaches uh, contact information will be in the bio. Uh, it's also been on the screen, but for those listening on Anchor or Spotify or one of the other myriad of apps this gets put on, um, his contact information will be also on the bio uh, for his email and how to, how to get a hold of him. Um, and... Um, if you have any questions, please don't be afraid to reach out to him. Uh, Coach is a pretty good guy. Coach got back to me pretty quickly when I um, posted looking for some too deep stuff, trying to learn a little bit more about it. Um, and, Coach, I thank you. I hope you stay safe. I hope you stay healthy. Um, and this was another episode of the Kick and Cover podcast.